A freight train is rumbling down the tracks. This is the way it's meant to be, a key part of the economy chugging along. But the odds are really good that you've experienced the opposite, a freight train that has ground to a halt and that's blocking the way. It can seem kind of weird. You might start looking around for a detour, and then you ask yourself, why? Why is this train totally stopped? And is this allowed? I'm Tony Gonzalez, and this is Curious Nashville. Today we're asking, what's the deal with blocked crossings? We've heard you ask about this, we've seen people just totally fed up on social media, and we know that some elected officials are desperate to keep the trains rolling. Our guide today is WPLN's Cindy Abrams. She's been interviewing people and reviewing some data. Welcome, Cindy. Thanks, Tony. How's it going? Hey, it's going really great. So just to uh, get this on the table out front, uh, both Cindy and I have uh, you know personal experiences encountering some stop trains. What have you encountered out there in the streets? Yeah, so as soon as I moved to Nashville last summer, I was blown away by my encounters with the train. Pretty much the, from the first day I moved to Nashville, I got stuck behind the train on Douglas Avenue. And I was super confused by why it was allowed to just be there and how to get around it. Um, I think I resigned myself to just not crossing and going and visiting the businesses I was expecting to on the other side of East Nashville. And I've seen a lot of backup of cars unsure when to leave, pull a U-turn, or just wait it out. Yeah, there is this sort of like unknown, like it's like a game, right? Like, do I wait this out? Do I just cut my losses and turn? I, I totally get that. I remember the worst experiences I've had were on um, on 4th Avenue South, going towards South Nashville, where it's one way, and then the train stops there. And if you get stuck, it's really hard to make a U-turn. Um, there's really just like sort of not another way to go. I've had another issue in the, in, the, in the same area. I think it's Chestnut. The train had come to a stop. I was actually on foot with a bunch of people. We were going to an event. Luckily, in that case, we could see the end of the train, just like a few train cars away. So we all took a little walking loop around behind the train. So as a driver and as a pedestrian, I have been blocked by the train. I do think that the reporting, though, has helped us realize just how widespread the issue is. I mean, if you're out there wondering, am I the only one getting stopped by this train? The answer is no. Um, so, Cindy, can you kind of just talk about these, uh, you know, the federal statistics? Um, what do what do they show? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most illuminating experiences was looking at the data from the Federal Rail Administration. So we, they were able to send us the aggregate uh, complaints made in the state of Tennessee between 2020 and 2022. So there were over 1,900 complaints made across the entire state in those years. Looking specifically at Nashville, we were able to see that there were just under 400 complaints. These complaints describe different experiences with where they were, how long the train was stopped for, and any specific notes they have about it. I was really surprised by some of the complaints noting that the train was stopped for 15 minutes and others noting that it was stopped for three days. Um, there's definitely a range, but a good portion of the complaints did note that a lot of the trains were blocked for longer than a day. So, so that does sound inconvenient. I do want to convey, though, too, I mean, we're not just talking about inconveniences if we're you know trying to go to businesses or whatever. But, I mean, there's, there's some serious concerns as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? A lot of these complaints noted that they saw first responders unable to get to their destination. So police officers, ambulances, fire trucks, 
oftentimes they're turned around at these train crossings because there's not an easy route around the train. A lot of these complaints note that they have seen pedestrians crossing over the train cars. For some routes, you can take the highway and bypass the train, but if you're on foot, sometimes the only option is to crawl between the train cars, which is technically considered trespassing um, and is also extremely dangerous for those on foot. In this federal database, we can also see the comments that people are, are writing out. Um, do some of those, you know, what, what they wrote down stand out to you? Absolutely. I think it's really interesting to see what these individuals have been prevented from doing. I cannot get to my daughter's daycare when they block this intersection. It's getting ridiculous. It's happening two to three times a week, and sometimes they stay there for a full day. I lived in this neighborhood for 10 years, and this train stops almost daily for one hour or more at this location. This road is a dead end, so I literally cannot go another way. I'm late for work, and I'm going to lose my job. There has been a stopped train for the past seven mornings. I am unable to walk to work because of it. I have to get in my car and drive five to ten miles to go to work that I can walk one block to. There are buses and pedestrians that are trapped. Pedestrians often climb through. We all made complaints previously for years, and nothing would ever change. This needs to stop. Sometimes you just got to read the comments. Those were verbatim from the Blocked Crossings database. And thanks to the WPLN family for trying out some voice acting chops to bring them to life. Now, concerns have also come up at the Metro Council and in Congress, but there hasn't been a whole lot of outside help coming to Nashville. Instead, one effort that jumped out at us was when residents created a Facebook page that is solely dedicated to letting people know just one thing, whether there's a train, a particular train, that is stopped at Douglas Avenue in East Nashville. Cindy, can you just give us a sample of what those posts look like? Yeah, so this Facebook page has really become a place for people to voice their complaints and let their neighbors know if the train is blocking the crossing. I myself have become an active user of it. Um, and I've noticed a lot of comments saying that the train the train is there, but it's moving, so maybe there's hope. But then when you check back, that same person is saying, update, nope, it decided to stay. 5.12 a.m., it's blocking, I hate this train. Um, or... Yeah, uh, someone says the train is stopped up like a middle-aged man after a whole block of Velveeta. Or... <laughs> wow. Uh, so a little bit of hyperbole mixed in there. Um, but uh, at the same time, I guess this is, has become kind of a practical thing, right? Do you, is the train there or is it not there? For sure. I think it's, it's helpful when there aren't a lot of other resources for neighborhood residents to see if they're going to encounter it when they leave their house in the morning or not. Yeah, some real-time information. You also got to, to interview one of the people who posts pretty often on that Facebook page. Can you talk a little bit about him and, and what he told you? Yeah, so I spoke to an East Nashville resident named Santiago Quintero, who actually is a member of the Facebook page um, and is frequently plagued by the train on Douglas. It can be at midnight or it can be at 3 p.m. or it can be for five minutes or it can be for four hours. There's no way to predict whether it's going to be blocked or not. So that's Santiago. He's been frustrated with the Douglas Avenue train since he moved to Nashville a few years ago. Um, he actually proposed a solution on the Facebook page. 
an app that would live stream the train, um, giving residents a chance to open their phones and see if the train is there. Unfortunately, it was too costly, he figured out, but he was thinking creatively about a solution for this issue. Lately, it's gotten worse. I went to, to work and whatever, and when I came back, I came uh, through the same street, and the exact same train was there for my whole six-hour shift. But it turns out, actually, so, so Douglas Avenue, um, I, I think this is right, is the most complained about um, train crossing um, you were able to find that in the data. You know, what other sort of hot spots did you notice uh, here in Nashville? Yeah, so Douglas definitely was the most complained about in the city of Nashville, at least. There were 114 complaints. Um, Sadler Avenue came in next with 27 complaints. I'd say after Douglas, the next four are all around 20 complaints. So we've got Delmas, also in East Nashville, Elm Hill Pike, and 4th Avenue South. Ah, Fourth Avenue South, where I have been stopped many a time. Um, in each of those cases, I mean, you have a whole other neighborhood that's maybe inconvenienced, different parts of town. Some of those are pretty high traffic areas. I mean, Fourth Avenue, it's like a multi-lane, one-way, like that's like a main route to get to South Nashville from from downtown. So it's really clear, you know, just listening to the residents, looking at the stats, that stop trains are a chronic problem and have been for a long time. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to unpack some of the context about freight trains in our region. We're also going to get into explaining why these train stoppages are happening. You're listening to Curious Nashville. Like a lot of people in Nashville, Councilmember Colby Sledge has had enough of these stopped trains. Hey everyone, this is Colby Sledge. I'm the Councilmember for District 17 here in Nashville, and I represent a district that has tons of at-grade railroad crossings, just like the one behind me. And we are really struggling with trains that stop at these crossings for hours at a time. This one behind me, a train was stopped for more than two hours last week during rush hour traffic in the morning. Um, and this has He's on YouTube here, advocating for federal action on blockages. I have constituents who were two hours late to their shifts as nurse practitioners. Uh, they couldn't get but the story does get a little bit more nuanced when we start to examine what's going on with rail lines here in Middle Tennessee. So, Cindy, I've always heard that Nashville is you know, pretty busy with freight train traffic. Um, is that the case? For sure. I think something to keep in mind is that the rail lines were built 100, 200 years ago, and the city has grown up around them. As Nashville is expanding and getting bigger and more residents, the rail lines aren't changing. Realistically, I don't think it's going to be getting much better in the future. But why do the trains come to an actual full stop? I mean, this can't be ideal, right? Absolutely not. And it's not ideal for drivers, pedestrians, or the rail companies themselves. The trains don't particularly want to sit still, right? They, as they're moving, they're making money when they're sitting still. They're not so the uh, intent of the rail operators to keep those trains moving. That's Max Baker. He's a freight expert who works at the Metropolitan Planning Organization here in Nashville. So Max was the one who could really kind of shed a little bit of light on the reasons that trains are congested and, and why they come to a stop. What's kind of happening out there on the train lines? Yeah, so Max helped me see that there's a few different reasons trains are stopped. One of the first reasons is just simply passing. You know, if there's two trains and they are going in opposite directions, oftentimes these rail lines can only accommodate one train. You kind of think of it like a one-lane underpass or 
or a one-lane road. One train has to go to the side using siding or another track while another train passes through. Um, Another reason is simply just safety. You know, if there are trespassers or an accident, trains will have to stop and hang out while that accident is resolved. The third big reason would be something called reclassification. This is where freight trains need to rearrange their freight to get them to the appropriate destinations. So in this case, some cars will be disconnected from certain freight trains and reattached to the trains that are going to the correct destination. Radnor Yard, which is one of the major reclassification humps in the southeast, basically serves where trains come in from other cities. The cars get reconfigured so that they can then go on to their final customers and ultimate destination cities. It sounds like this sort of reclassification process would take up a lot of time, take up a lot of space. It just seems like it's not going to keep things flowing. Yeah, it can be a confusing process to be witness to. You can see trains stopping, backing up, moving forwards. So they're in movement, but they're not moving. During that time, you know, a 50, 100 car train set is going to back up over the crossing that you as an auto driver or bicycle pedestrian are sitting at the crossing, wondering why this train is going backwards and forwards across your crossing. So we know that these blockages are frustrating. We know more now about why the trains are kind of doing what they're doing. Is there anything that can be done to kind of keep things flowing better in Nashville? Honestly, not much. You know, when I went into my conversations with freight experts, I was hoping for the simple answer of we can just build a bridge. And it sounds like that is not as easy to be done as it is said. Um It can be really expensive and really invasive to communities to alter these rail lines or construct different routes to get around them. But we have learned recently that there uh, is some additional federal funding that's going to be made available to try to minimize these train conflicts. This maybe could give us a little bit of hope about the future. Uh, Cindy, can you just tell us the latest on uh, what the federal government is trying to do? Yeah, so on June 30th, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced that it would be putting $573 million towards blockages like these. So it's through a discretionary grant program called the Railroad Crossing Elimination Program that was initially created under President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. And basically, it allows cities to apply for this funding to either create safety precautions um, for these crossings or actually build overpasses and underpasses that would allow drivers and pedestrians to get around them. Well, that sounds huge. I mean, that sounds like exactly the the kind of solution that people are wanting. Of course, you said it's uh, competitive. I mean, the the cities have to apply. So it's not guaranteed that Nashville would get any of that money, but, but maybe. Exactly. You know, I think it gives some hope. However, Again, there's the um, application process, and there's also just the time it will take to construct these overpasses, underpasses, new rail lines. So there's hope, but it definitely is going to be a long process. Yeah, not anytime soon. That makes sense. Um, you know, we've also talked about the um, the database of, of train blockages a few times uh, here today. The Rail Administration is also evaluating kind of that system, too, so why are they looking at that, and what are they asking you know, drivers to, to keep doing? The Federal Rail Administration announced that they are looking for feedback on their new portal. That is a way for drivers and pedestrians to report train blockages. 
Anytime you're stopped by a train, you can log on to the blocked crossings portal at the FRA and report your experience. You can also offer up feedback on that portal and what it's like to log that complaint. Okay, so for now, uh, I guess the advice is that people should be filing those reports, not just complaining <laughs> on, on the Facebook page or whatnot. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep an eye on this uh, moving forward. Um, Cindy, thanks for your reporting. Thanks, Tony. You can visit this story online at wpln.org slash curious to see a map that Cindy made of the five worst crossings in Nashville. Uh, We're also providing the full Tennessee database of all of the blocked crossing complaints since 2020. So you could kind of check out how your community is doing and see what people are saying. All of that, again, wpln.org slash curious. That's also where you could ask us your own question about something you've noticed in our community. Uh, We would love to hear what you're wondering about. Curious Nashville is a project of Nashville Public Radio. I'm Tony Gonzalez, the executive producer. Mac Linebaugh, our director of digital products, edited this episode. And the music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks for listening. 